0: Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. Join your hosts, Air Force veterans Craig Lyson and Tim Proctor as they continue their conversation about the challenges of small business ownership as well as information, tips, and guest speakers, all designed to help you navigate the potential stormy weather that is small business. And now, here are your hosts, Craig and Tim.
1: All right, man. That's us. That's you. Okay, can you hear me now? You know... Good Lord, just trying to make it sound good and
2: yes i, I feel I feel know. so naked over here with no headphones, because no I headphones. feel like I'm the stepchild who I've, I've been many well, times. Well,
1: nobody has nobody has head, yeah, nobody has headphones, just well, I do so I can hear you guys, but I've discovered yeah, that I think right. people were not speaking loud enough with headphones on, so we're going to try it. we're going to do a test. Our guest in here today is the, is the test of this and she'll be she'll be fantastic at it.
2: Well, you know, she's probably a lot younger so, you know, she's used to yelling at guys <laughs> probably
1: so. Well, she's she got a son so she's used to Oh, you're right. <clears throat> besides yeah. son. <laughs> you have a kid you yell at him. <laughs> Good to see you here today. And you are?
2: My name is Craig with uh, Vet's Growth at 407-754-5779. An email? Are you going to give the email an hour or no? No, man. I'm, I'm getting like 500 emails a day. They just call me. In fact, my, my phone's being flooded right now.
1: Okay. Is it anybody that's going to give business to you? No. Okay. <laughs> Don't know how to figure that one out. So, but I'm Tim with GRP Studios. Let's go with 407-862-6882 today. And we have a pretty cool guest in here. I met her a while back through the Seminole Chamber, another Seminole Chamber member in the mm-hmm. house. Do we clap for that? Do we... Yeah, do we give her that? I guess we can. Throw me flowers. All I know <laughs> is she
2: came here with a stroller, so you can tell her age. She's a young lady. Quinisha Nugent
1: is in the house with SI Events in Planning, and we're, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff here with you and your business, but it's good to have you. Thanks for, for dropping by today.
0: Thank you guys for having me.
1: Quanisha Nugent. So do you get a whole lot of the Ted Nugent stuff, or does people even talk to you about that? or?
0: So I have this ongoing joke that Tina Turner was my mom and Ted Nugent was my dad. There you go. And the 80s uh, was a good year. uh, That's the
2: best way to do it. I I, like that.
1: I like that because if I had realized that, I probably would have had a little terrible Ted going (laughs) with that. So give me a little bit of your background. Mm -hmm. SI Events is what you present yourself as when you are at a chamber meeting. Give us your background, and then we're going to dive into your passion and a bunch of other stuff on your website.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So my background comes from a lot of philanthropic backgrounds. So I started off setting up a high school philanthropy where we were giving out funds to at-risk youth um, that were in need, but it was all anonymous. And through that, I got an internship right out of high school, my summer internship. I did it for two um, summers where I worked with Orlando Health in their philanthropy department absolutely loved it got into college and college yep. <laughs> it's college stuff uh, happens things do happen and i actually ended up getting a degree in information technology so i have an it degree really uh, yeah it was a lot easier then for some reason i just couldn't get past you know, we business should finance tell,
1: we should tell sean that you know an it degree is easy so <laughs> people should do that instead of doing real
2: degrees Thing. Wow. I mean, this girl's got a lot of knowledge, she, and she hasn't she even started doesn't. her life yet. S- right.
1: So you get it, But you get an IT degree, and so then what happens? Where, well, actually, where'd you go to school? You went to school locally here in mm-hmm. Florida? Where at?
0: So I started at UCF, and then I transferred out to Seminole State College. So they moved the BIN program. They gave the option to move the BIN program to Seminole State, and I transferred over.
1: It's probably a little bit cheaper, which is good. Did you go to high school Way here in smaller. the
0: state? I did. I went to Olympia High School.
1: Okay. All right. So local girl
0: mm-hmm. and staying
1: around. So you went to UCF, then Valencia College. What made you go into IT, though?
0: It was easy. And that sounds horrible because business finance was so hard for me. Um, So information technology just came super easy to me. I'm really good with processes, systems. So it just flowed really easy for me. And it was the easiest way to graduate if I wanted to graduate faster. Okay. So... Well, I-
2: Let's I would go honest. along with that. <laughs> yeah. I think IT is hard. Now I know I didn't oh. go to school for that. Well, We didn't have it back in my
1: day. No, we did not have it back in our day. Shucks. <clears throat> no, we didn't. So you're, you go to school, you get your degree in IT. What happened then?
0: So I started working with a company. It was just like a slew of things. So I once I graduated, I did an uh, internship to go overseas. I spent time over there, came back, and I got this opportunity I worked in suites at the Amway Center. And when I was graduating, I came back and I asked for an internship with the mayor's office, and I got it. And that kind of turned me to working with the commissioner's office after seeing my work with his office. And then from working with the commissioner's office, I was invited to work for a nonprofit where I stayed at for a couple of years. And that turned into me working with the Orlando Magic as well, doing social responsibility. So honestly, it was just it kind of flowed that way. Um I love finding opportunities I can give back or be create events that create um give back and through those opportunities that open themselves new doors just kept opening for me.
1: Yeah, it just seems so. to be the way. Where'd you go out? over where we were at overseas?
0: I went to Switzerland, Germany, and Paris.
2: Yeah, those are really bad tours. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, we're uh, yeah, military. The, the cream <laughs> of the crop.
1: Yeah. Those are not bad places to go to. When, were you there during the during cold weather, especially Switzerland?
0: No, I went in May, which is That's a little right. sad. But when I went to Switzerland, I could still see the ice tops. Oh Yeah, no, I don't yeah know but tells. I didn't go all
1: the way uh, no. How I mean, long were, were you over scared. there
0: for? Um, about a month, month and a half.
2: Oh, so you, you got to run as quick as you can to see everything and then jump back on the plane and say, man, it was great. Yeah, was,
0: be like, hey, guys, I had this experience. Okay, it's done.
1: All right, so you spend a little bit of time overseas and then you come back. When were you at? So again, I'm dating myself here. So when when were you working with the Magic? Because I worked with them a long time.
0: I worked with the Magic in 2018, 19. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's kind of what inspired me into my own business. I worked at one point. I was working with the Magic and my nonprofit. So I was doing full time with my nonprofit and part time with the Magic. Doing social responsibility.
1: So. so you've worked with. So give me and I looked at your website. Give me some of the other web the some of the other nonprofits that you have worked with. I know it's been a few.
0: Yeah. So um, the Holding Center. I work with a couple of foundations. Elevation Scholars Foundation. The Hoda Heights Community Center. I work with Orange County a lot as well. I work with Embrace Families. So we do a lot of things for Christmas. Off of foster care kids, and I work for Faith Neighborhood. So it's a food pantry in Lake County. And I also work with, and I cannot think, grow. it's not Grow Orlando, I think. Something like, along the lines of Orlando Grows or Grow Orlando. But they do um, gardening. They teach kids that are in ESOL how to garden to make additional money, and through that they sell the crops to pay the kids.
1: So it's like the uh, community plots where you...
0: But I think they take ownership over them in churches. So churches are renting out plots of land that he can farm, have kids come out, work the land, and kind of sell sell the the goods.
1: Do they go to – because Winter Garden has a great program out there, and and the the farmer's market in Winter Garden does the same thing. The farmer's market in Winter Park does that kind of stuff. So I'm sure that there's farmer's markets all over that would welcome that kind of stuff to have in there with those kids.
0: Absolutely. It's a really great cause. It's a really, really great cause. Cool.
1: So you obviously have a passion for nonprofits and community. Where did that passion for nonprofits come from?
0: Um. So working with the nonprofit that I worked for um, right before I left my job, I think I was there for like two, three years. I just kept noticing that there was missed opportunity, like we were missing kids. I'm very, very, very passionate about kids. Um. That's just kind of where my heart is. And I would just see opportunities where these programs that these nonprofits were doing and they're taking money out of their own pocket to do all the work that they're doing and they're not getting the support they need. But if someone with you know, a high background came up and said, hey, I, I'm a part of this nonprofit. Give me $10,000. I donate this. It came so easily to them. But you have people that are boots on the ground doing the work in the community and they're getting overlooked. So I wanted to create an opportunity where we're shining more light on them. But there's definitely always a leverage. I can't always work with them, but I want to be able to to help bring the smaller nonprofits to light as well that are really doing work in the community. So that's originally how my company started was I was going to do events and highlight small nonprofits, and it kind of just grew into its own thing.
1: Did you create a business plan for that when you set out? You say, okay, I'm going to create a business, and this is what it is going to do and how it's going to function.
0: I did. Um I will say though I so I quit my job in September of 2019. So this is my month of 2 years. I had a business plan had uh you know I'm going to conquer the world kind of mindset. I met with a gentleman um who did corporate social responsibility with major corporations like SeaWorld and fi- Fortune 500 companies and he totally just shredded you. Ah, uh, to pieces. Mm. Um, after having a drinking problem for a week after that. <laughs> we uh, it just it kind of I just kinda went back to what am I passionate about? What is my heart really leading me to? And just stay true to that. And that's kind of how it's been flowing ever since.
1: Well let, let's talk about that because one of the things <laughs> we like to do when we talk about small business is so how do you figure out what you're gonna do? So you didn't necessarily take your risk, but you went and spoke with somebody and you thought you had a great plan. We've heard this over and over and over again. I've got a great plan. I've even done my business plan. I've got all this stuff. And you give it to somebody who knows what they're doing, not us, and they shred it. But did he speak truth to you and did he help you rebuild? Or did you just like, okay, I'm toast. He's just ground me into the ground. I'm going to start all over again.
0: Um, I took a lot of what he said because one of the things that he said to me that would like never leave my mind, he was like, there's no way you're going to make money doing this. And it was just something that was really, really hard for me in the beginning. Um, but I took what he said and I t- tried to formulate it. And, you know, as I talk to people, too, corporate social responsibility is not a huge market because even though people know that they have to do it, they should be socially responsible. They'd rather have somebody in their company managing that work and managing all of their other tasks as well. You know, it would have to be a company it You know, so my criteria, my audience wasn't that big, you know, and then the information that he was telling me if I did corporate responsibility that I would have to go more into that. the ESGs, which he was correct. You know, the scientific, you know, finding out how can I cut down pollution or how can we cut down carbon? Yeah, yeah footprint, the carbon yeah, footprint, you know, correct. things like that. And I'm like, whoa, you know, like I don't know. How to do that.
1: So he wanted you to find a cause, not necessarily be the connector for businesses that are not being social responsible.
0: Exactly. So he wanted me to change the way I did business. But when I tried to do that, it didn't fit who I was. And I went back into that feeling of, you know, I'm just doing this because I know it brings clients or I know like working for a job. For me, I'm doing this. I may not be passionate about it, but I'm doing this because I know that this is going to take me to where I want to go. So once I accepted that, hey, he told me what could go wrong. I can change these things but still make it my own, I think things just start to flow better for me then.
1: Okay. So it was a, a good experience for you because I, I do want to talk about a couple other things that you brought up in, in the next half. So you created a business plan. Did you have business models that you followed to kind of set SI events into into process?
0: I wouldn't say I had the greatest business models because again, I came out of college. I still have my entrepreneurship book From UCF. (laughs) All
1: right. A little shout out to the Golden Knight program. All right.
0: All I did was open it up and was like, oh, okay, this is how you have to create a marketing plan. Okay, this is how you create this strategy. And I just followed it along with the book. But now, no. (laughs) I don't
1: know. And that's fine. I mean, you're still a young lady. (laughs) But a lot of the people that we talk to, after a setback, they just don't start up again. That could have set you back quite a ways to have somebody crush you like that. And not turn around. And no, I need, still need to stick to what my passion is. You, know, you came from a large family. It sounds like. Yes. Is that is that where your kind of family community grew from?
0: Absolutely. I have seven brothers and sisters. Oh man. Lord. So it was very so busy in my house.
1: You're obviously the youngest of I all those. I am. I'm the youngest. She got girl. everything. She I, got everything. And, you know, young youngest is best. I'll just say that right out of the box. I Tim's the youngest. I'm the oldest. You know, we oh, just so we just learned from all our knucklehead <laughs> brothers and sisters. And I think my parents were just too tired by the time I you know. By the time I came, yeah. she
0: was just like, "Look, okay, I'm just going to talk to you about this. Yeah. that's fine with us. We're good with that." I would see my sister getting in trouble. I'm like, I don't want those kind of problems. Yep, so I go to go my go mom, there. like, I did not have any part of that. No.
1: Good, because I want to talk to you about what your business specifically is and how you market it and who your target audience is and all that kind of stuff when we come back and find out some more stuff about this young baby of the family lady like we are.
0: Stay tuned. The guys will be right back with more on how to check your six.
2: I'm Craig with Vets Growth, also known as Veterans Business Alliance. We specialize in advertising, consulting, marketing, and public relations. Vets Growth is all about persistence, inspiration, innovation, and strategy. Your success is my passion. Contact me by phone at 407-754-5779. Vets Growth, the power of one network.
1: We are back for the second half. You know, we talked about that. We didn't do it. We're back here with Quanisha Nugent. And we didn't have you give your contact information. So before we go any farther, yeah, I know, you're over there, bobblehead Bob. (laughs) Go ahead and give your contact information so people know how to get a hold of you.
0: Absolutely. Uh, My phone number is 321-203-4001. And my email is Tina, T-I-N-A, at S-I stands for social impact, events, E-V-E-N-T-S-C-O.com.
1: It's a little bit different. If you just look at S-I events, you go to someplace very different. I don't know if you've ever checked that or not.
0: It's S-I events co. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's S-I events, takes you to this. <clears throat> take Anyways, we won't go there. We don't want to give them any more publicity than they already have. So you mentioned a couple of things in the first half. And one of those was about businesses that do social impact stuff. You have two terms that you use. One is social cause and the other is cause marketing. So let's talk about social cause. Why is it important for a business of any size really to be involved with a social cause or social cause planning?
0: So I am really good at giving examples. And this is one of the stories that I have. I work with a client right now who is big on getting government contracts in every proposal that he does he is adamant about putting some type of social good to let them know that we're not only serving, we're not, we not only wanna work in your city, but we're serving the city that, that we wanna work in. So it's important for people to see, for your stakeholders to see, for other businesses to see that you are doing your part in the community, especially if you stand for something. You know, Everyone wants to kind of have their own voice and opinion. And I think for a business to stand behind something says a lot about them and who they are. So I think- you know, having that ability to be a part of a social cause shows what you stand for. It shows, you know, that you care for your community that you work in and that you want your company, your employees to stand behind what you believe in as well. So it builds it builds not only your community within your business, but it supports the community outside of your business as well.
1: So do you have an objection or a pushback from some companies that say, well, we a, just don't have the time. That's really not our wheelhouse. We're going to focus on giving our shareholders money, and we're not going to be really concerned about social impact.
0: I mean, what I run into is a lot of them want to do whatever their clients are doing. If they say, hey, um, we only support what our current clients are working on. I mean, it's unfortunate, but you do have a lot of those situations where they don't really care about giving back. They just want to be able to attach themselves or look good in front of who they're trying to get business from and you're missing the whole cause of corporate social responsibility because there's such a there's such a huge need right now for businesses to be forefront and show their support for the community so
1: so when you go to meet with a business do they contact you or do you reach out to them and then how do you determine what they need or what their focus is
0: so usually um it's 50/50 someone would tell me hey you got to reach out to this company i think this would be a great fit or it would be like hey i saw your instagram page or your linkedin page and i saw what you're doing can we talk for a few minutes so i have those situations as well our referrals which is i love (laughs)
1: best best way to go
0: right um so a lot of times when i go in i kind of figure out and you can see this through generationals the baby boomers they're more likely to do the good causes on their own but not with their company as a whole so even though they're volunteering and they're giving back They're not bringing their company alongside of it. So a lot of time, it's trying to figure out, okay, so what do you do? Like, you know, what are you guys looking to do? Is there a particular area of interest? So a lot of them don't even know if their employees are even interested in it. So a lot of times, I offer a survey that all their employees can take. And usually, I I ask them to give an incentive to their employees to take the survey. Because if you can get your employees to stand behind what you do, you're building loyalty within your employee base, and they all want to be a part of it. It's hard to leave a company you have a good time at you know? So if you're volunteering and giving back, so we usually start off with surveys and just seeing the company's mission and values and what aligns with it. So, you know, what is your background? If I came in with you guys and I know you guys are military based, I'm not going to show you something that has nothing to do. I mean, I might, but mainly the options I'm going to bring you is based off where your heart's connected to.
1: What are you looking for when you walk into a business? What do you want to know?
0: Initially, I kind of, Totally stalk them, so social, cyber right. stalk okay. them. I got it. Yeah, you want to see how they're doing on Facebook, on Instagram. You know, what have they given back to? A lot of people love to post volunteer opportunities. So, one, I find out how often do they give? You know, are they usually doing a volunteer event? Are they just giving funding to different companies? And then I like to find out, okay, well, how interested are they in being committed to giving back? Because it's easy to say, hey, I just want to have this golf tournament raise money, get everyone to look at me and be happy about it. But then ne- what's gonna happen next year? What and I always tell businesses, when you choose a nonprofit, it's a relationship. You know, it's not just a date. You know, you're building a relationship with this nonprofit and you shouldn't just be here just to collect the reap the benefits of it without really sitting with it and being with that nonprofit and learning. Because sometimes it's not volunteering what a nonprofit needs. You know, nonprofit could just really be out of paper towels. You know, I mean, that's a random example. But, you know, when you get to learn and be a part and really connect with the nonprofit, you know what their actual need is. And you're not just signing a check every week or bringing out volunteers. And that's what I try to stress. At least choose two to three nonprofits that you can commit to and you can alternate giving to. So I kind of look at are they already doing that and then finding out what have they done in the past and how has their employees responded to it. Did they enjoy going out to this volunteer event? Did they even believe in the cause I was there to begin with? So it's just a list of questions and kind of. Well, she
2: knows her stuff. I'm glad she's got a podcast going on. Yeah, <laughs> I hope people listen to it well, because there's a need.
1: And there is. There, we've had people on here before that have said just about every nonprofit, unless you're one of the big boys, and they still have needs. Big people, sorry, I don't want to be gender non specific here. But unless you're one of the larger ones, the small nonprofits are community based. Christian Help, right up here, is one of them. The Sharing Center in Longwood is another one. Do you have specific nonprofits that you like to work with, or do you know about most of the nonprofits in the Central Florida area? And then how do you pick?
0: So a lot of nonprofits, depending on their size, have their own development team. So I do fundraising development as well. I try to create opportunities for nonprofits to meet businesses in a very non-pressure or commitment type way. Because no one wants to say, hey, give me your money so I can go and buy this. But people would like to come out to maybe a bowling event. And, you know, if your team wins, you get to choose, you know, something for your team to be a part of, a group exercise or something to do out in the community That's more intriguing to a business versus just writing a check. Some people just want to write checks though. So with nonprofits, if they don't have a development manager or someone that's actually working on the development, then I can kind of step in and speak to them about what I can offer them. Or they just need that additional assistance because a development manager, you know, you have corporate sponsorships, you have event planning, you have writing grants. There's so many levels that they have to do within their position that it's not, I would say for nonprofits, it's not fair to have one person doing all those roles.
1: It's really hard. Yeah. It's very hard.
0: So, so so what
1: is, I mean, so social cause planning is what you do. You find a business. This is what your, it looks like this is what your passion is. Let's help you support that passion. What is cause planning? It's cause marketing. Sorry.
0: Cause marketing is opportunity to market your company while you're doing social good. So- you find a business that you're giving to and you want to be a part of, but now how can we let your stakeholders know? How can we let your vendors know? How can we let your potential clients know or your future clients know what you're passionate about and see if they share that interest? You know, and are they can are, it honestly just sheds a good light. It gives you a good name, good light in the community of what you're doing, and I feel like it sells itself. And I don't think people realize it is such a really good feeling when you go out there and you're, you're hands to the soil, you know, or you hands-on to whatever project you're a part of.
1: Boots on the ground yeah. is what we like to say.
0: There you go. <laughs> uh, when you're boots on the ground versus writing a check, it's a whole different feeling that you feel. And it's easy to write a check, but it's, for a lot of people, it's hard to make the time to volunteer. But- the benefits and the feedback that I get from my clients the moment I've convinced them, yeah, I know you're busy, but make time to go out there with your team.
1: How do you answer that objection when they say, we just don't have the time?
0: Well, we just have to make the time. When are you available? We don't have to do an event next month. It doesn't have to be in the next two, three months. But if you want to give back, what does that look like for you? And a lot of times that's why I like to ask people, what do you envision when you want to give back? What does that look like for you? And then depending on how realistic <laughs> that vision is, we start from there and then we kind of meet in the middle. If someone's saying, hey, I just want to throw something together, I'm probably not the person you need to work with.
1: Is there a a cap or a minimum of a business? Like if you were to walk in here, we have two people. Would you then, if a business is small, do you partner them with another business that has a like-minded passion and say, hey, you're only a couple of people, but would you be interested in doing this? Do you
0: We can merge it depending on what their goal is. So if their goal is just to market and do social good at the same time, we can build an event around the company and bring the people. So now we're choosing people that are potential clients and vendors to them to build around the event that they want to do. If they're a bigger company and, you know, they just want to volunteer, we can create an event and just connect them to the nonprofit. So it really, when I say we really put the, I don't think people realize how much, of an input that you can make. You just have to know what you want, to. at least have a glimpse, you know, or an idea of what it is that you want to do, and we can make it work either way.
1: Do you work with churches and help them plan events and things like that? I,
0: I have. It is a bit tough with churches because there, there's a lot of, and nothing against churches. I go to church. Mm-hmm. I truly believe. I just find that sometimes. They're a pain. Yeah, was, I mean, I don't even want to say they're a pain. You know, I plead the fifth, but it's just, it's a different I,
1: I was raised experience. Baptist, and, and so, yeah, I get it. Although we have done, we here at GRP Studios do a lot of work with the Catholic Diocese here in Central Florida. And I do have to say, Catholic Services does so oh, much do for this work. community. We've been to Winter Haven, to Daytona, to Melbourne, to Ocala, and the arms that they reach with what they do is phenomenal. So if anybody would like to do something, just go to the Catholic Charities website. Even if you're not Catholic, they, they, they love so volunteers and they do so much for everybody.
0: And honestly, if I have an event, if I invite a church, they're always the first to be on the committee, to be a part of it. I've never solely, I would say, had a client as a church. I've but you still get
1: supporters that will come out and they'd do that. They'll
0: be like, that. hey, how can we volunteer? So I did a prayer walk in Holden Heights where we had about 12 churches come together to kind of walk in the community and pray for the kids before they went back to
1: school. And see, that to me is amazing because then you get, we've talked about this before with nonprofits. Some of them are just, well, I'm going to do my little thing and I don't care about anybody else. And the same thing can be with churches. We don't want to touch anybody else with oh my gosh, you're not a Baptist or a Methodist or a Presbyterian or But you get something like that and people come together, it doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't. Yeah. It's
1: more the it's more the results than it is who you are. And we've seen that out in Winter Garden. Some nonprofits that we worked with. all the churches came together to build houses. Didn't matter.
0: And so. it really doesn't at the end of the day. It's you know, if you're called to serve, you serve. You know, so what does, if I feel like when we get to the point where we're picking, choosing what service looks like and who we stand beside when we serve, I think we get out of ourselves and that comes from a place of more ego and pride than anything.
1: Yeah, then their motive is wrong and they're going to be judged yeah, differently then, yeah, on that. There's a whole other thing with that. We'll give your information one more time yes. before we close out.
0: My name is Quanisha. Mm-hmm. Uh Phone number 321 203 4001. Email address is Tina T I N A at s i events with S at the end c o com website s i events c o dot com,
1: com. <laughs> and it'll and you there's some pretty cool stuff on your website and you kind of give an idea of what you do and how you do it and uh, we say this all the time it doesn't matter just do something if you don't know where to start reach out to you, reach out to some of these other organizations and say, can I help? The organization's going to fall over backwards, A, that you've done that, and then they'll, they'll say, sure, how can we help? So what do you got, Mr. Craig?
2: I know, I'm just being educated. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we didn't have her on the air like in the beginning. You've got a lot of great knowledge, and I can't wait to really blast this out to the people I know because of everything that you've been involved with, you've got so much knowledge to help others learn that you can help them. Well,
1: well, we'll continue to send it out to whoever will listen to it. And I'll see you at chamber events. i yes. don't get to as many of them as I, I want to. But now I can plug you. And when we post this, you'll have your name and everything will be on there. So it'll be all good.
0: Awesome. All right, Thank you guys so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. We'll be it.
1: back again next week, man. I'll bring my headphones. Okay. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.